Welcome to Unscripted Gaming. My name is Josh. Joined uh, today solo, or I guess duos, with my co-host here, Ray. Hello. Ray, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty well. It's a... Well, okay, re- well is relative, I guess I should say, because... Uh, As what, you know, in, 20, in 2020, COVID-adjusted terms. Fuck. Yeah, that. <laughs> wow. When you put it that way, yeah. How about yourself, sir? You know, I'm 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 not too bad. Again, in in 2020 adjusted terms, I uh, I could be doing a lot worse. So uh, I could uh, you know be a former mayor. We're just gonna start right there, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I was I was gonna say uh, you know something about our our dear colleague Mike um, out there raiding in the world, but uh, you know. That's not that's not the biggest news. Yeah, we that's should note done. that Mike right now is out because he's doing a Destiny 2 raid. And that is peak Mike energy, and we appreciate him for it. He will come yep. back uh, probably next episode and tell us all about the raid. I, not, I almost guarantee not only, it. Not only that, but Mike wasn't even in the original raid party, but they wanted to finish it, and they needed somebody else, so he was just on deck in case the other person didn't show. Mm. And then is completing the raid with them, so that, like... That is peak Destiny Mike energy, and I wouldn't have him any other way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, the, the key to love is find you a woman or guy that likes you as much as Mike likes Destiny. You're golden. <laughs> <laughs> Once you accomplish that, it's all downhill from there. Ray, I don't think love like that actually exists outside of that relationship. <laughs> Get so- I could be wrong, but... Uh, get someone that looks at you like Mike looks at Gallahorn. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I actually kind of like Gallahorn and Truth. But anyways, that's an aside. <laughs> you, you you briefly were talking about COVID. You were talking about a specific uh, mayor. Um, yeah, just getting out of the way. Uh, As of time of, at time of recording on December 6th, 2020... Rudy Giuliani has come down with the COVID uh, he's te- and has seemingly been hospitalized for it. Yeah, tested positive. He uh, was having some breathing troubles. He's He was admitted to the hospital as of, according to my watch, about three hours ago. It's a, a little bit before 8 on my time, uh, 8 p.m. Uh, so, yeah, he's, he's probably not doing all right. He's 76 years old. He's up there. <laughs> and I, I would imagine that, you know, while a wealthy man, he's still not going to get the same experimental crazy treatments as the president of the United <laughs> States. So, you know. Now, now, conspiracy theory time. I'm going to take the role of Mike here. Could this just be a ploy so that he doesn't have to fe- appear in federal court with that crazy drunk lady again? Because, oh boy, that was bad. Oh, my gosh. Um, I... Mm, Ooh, I, that was hard. Like, I think it was either you or Mike that sent that video clip of that woman that uh, they were doing like a senatorial here. It was some sort of like weird legislative hearing. It was like I think Michigan state, it, like state legislative hearing. It was two minutes long, and that was a really rough two minutes to get through. And this is this is what the discourse in our country has come down to just someone just shouting into the microphone that they saw things that when cross-reference weren't there but one of these days we're going to have to delve into the illustriousness of unscripted politics and i'm telling you i think we missed the boat by not covering probably the hottest election of possible i hope our lifetimes i don't ever want it to be that stressful ever again if if you cut out all of the political like sidebars that we've had over the years, you could cut together a very solid unscripted po- politics just from those discussions. Reminder that one of our videos on YouTube was demonetized, uh, demonetized I think, in 2017 when I think we all agreed fuck Nazis. I It seems like an uncontroversial position. <laughs> I mean, you know, some... Sometimes you can have a take that's even too hot for the internet. Okay, that <laughs> that one just seems like an okay take. That that seems like a lukewarm take. Like, oh no, you hate Nazis. No, that seems like the most basic of takes. Like that is the take. Like every person should basically just be born with. Like bog standard. 
you step out the womb and you're like, yo, fuck Nazis. <laughs> and then you go on from there. Let's talk about, uh, you know, I don't have should a Should we talk about 19-inch penises? Hmm? I said, should we talk about 19-inch penises or where? I mean, we... Or should we talk about games we've been playing first? Where did you get 19-inch penises? Are you talking about cyberpunk? What's going on yeah, here? Yeah, I'm talking what? about cyberpunk. Oh, 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 oh I'm confused. Oh, I... Oh, oh, yeah. Where, where, I, I, you know, I haven't been following the discourse too much, but I, I do know that there is a penis size slider, and I'm, I'm well, willing to bet dollars to donuts that that's the feature that we waited an extra like six months for them to just, you know, tweak just right before they released it unto us. Penile strength is not big enough must make it bigger this game is unshippable without it we need yep. Yep. dong up to chest is what we're looking for <laughs> you you have to have an erection so fierce that you're gonna pass out from blood loss <laughs> yes uh, cyberpunk as of our recording comes out in a week uh, or a little bit less depending on where you are in United, not just the United States in the world uh, much anticipated. I already have my copy. It's getting shipped to me. Uh, I'm looking forward to trying it out. I'm going to be playing the PS4 version. Uh, I don't know if Josh or Mike are interested in it. Um, you guys getting it? Or are you getting it, rather? So, I'm interested in it. I don't think I'm going to get it right now. Mm -hmm. um, simply because I have a few other games that I either have or am getting soon that I am more interested and want to play sooner like i still have to start paper mario i haven't done that yet um i want to play miles morales the newest dark pictures anthology uh game came out and like me and my wife played those together so those are all games that are higher up on that list for me so you know that might be one for me that i wait six months or the first mm -hmm. kind of oh hey it's a 30 percent off sale for some sort of holiday then i'll pick it up um, not again. Not to say that I'm not interested in it. Just it's not a high on my priority list right now. Okay, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. So you'll 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 be our man on the ground, Ray, uh, reporting from the front lines of the cyberpunk future and letting us know what it's like. Uh, I'm really interested to seeing like uh, where they take the mission structure of the games. Um, I haven't been, like, huge into, like, character customization in, like, years. I'm just not that type of person anymore. It's like, do I want the character to look a little bit like me? Yeah, sure. Or do I just want the default characters on the front of the box? Yeah, that's probably fine. Because it's really hard to, like, put myself into the stories of those games. Like, don't get me wrong, I took just a couple seconds to, like, customize my character in Star Wars Squadrons, but thank goodness it doesn't give you that many options. It's like... Here's kind of the face. That face kind of has facial hair. Uh, here's the helmets. Here's the suits. Whatever. There's not that much to it, and that's fine. That works for yeah, me. Yeah, I think honestly, the last game before Squadrons, where like I had a character customization option, might have been like Fallout Four, and there I pretty much did like, oh hey, this is like the default person. I'm much more interested in in taking a little bit of time of kind of specking into the actual like attributes of the character but like the appearance it just you don't see it that often it, it's so not prevalent half the time that it doesn't seem like something that i want to spend especially since this is a first person minutes. game uh besides the cutscenes, you're not going to see that character model that much yeah, but Ray, what about if you hit a reflection and like, whoa, I'm looking at myself, man. Like, oh my God. It, to me, and this is just to me, because I know there's a lot of people that love character customization and love to just spend hours just making their character look like a specific thing or person whatnot. That's all well, good, and fun. I just... Not for me. It, it, that part of it's not for me. I'm always, a, I, as I said before, I'm the type of person that's like, what does the back, what does the box look like? That's fine. That'll be my character. Same thing when I played Mass Effect, even though they're my favorite games. The, well, I did change Femship to where she had like much shorter hair, but that was it. That, that was all I gave her. Uh, but the game looks interesting. I love sci-fi games. I've not played the Cyberpunk board games. Interested to give her a shot. Um. 
I guess I'm jumping on the proverbial bandwagon, as it were, when it comes to the property or the licensing of the game, since I've never played anything before like it. I just like sci-fi games, all right? I I'm willing to give this, give this one a shot. I mean, you know, it's it's from a semi-trusted developer. It's got a cool-looking vibe. Like, it seems like it's got a cool, you know, situation. Like, God, scenery, scenario, everything. You know, it just it looks interesting, so... Um, it'll be very interesting. I'm just said interesting like five times in a row, but it's very I, interesting. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I, it is going to be very curious to, to see if the wait has been worth it. Like have, have the things that they have been pouring these last extra weeks and months into had any appreciable effect on the game. You know, it, is this going to live up to the hype? Hmm. Probably. I mean, I'm thinking the game is probably looking like a solid... Oh, well, I'm not going to give it, like, a score. I don't know. It looks really good. Like, the the fidelity of the game looks fine. The character models look good. The weapon interaction looks fun. Uh, the vehicle interaction looks fun. Uh, customization and modability of, your, of the way you attack different forms of the environments. Like, I saw the, uh, the gameplay uh, reveal, like, a year ago where it showed like how you could modify your eyes to see around different corners or you're going to modify how guns interact uh the projectiles interact with the environment like having more penetration or like if you can see through a wall maybe you have a specific type of bullet that'll punch through the wall or something like that i mean yeah if you have a 19 inch penis you're going to have more penetration right? i mean you're going to have a ton of penetration with that thing or just it's just a melee weapon you just beat him <laughs> over the face with it <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077. Well, Pat! <laughs> unarmed combat. Uh, through the roof. <laughs> your unarmed combat, you're just maxing out the stats. Someone over your shoulder. What are you doing? Wait for it. <laughs> I'm going to take out the final boss in the way you were never meant to. Or maybe the way you were always meant to. Um, So, Josh, I want to ask you, what games are you playing? So, honestly, for me, it's been mostly Destiny. Um the the last week has been pretty light in terms of of gameplay for me um but i did finally make it through the main uh story beats of the beyond light expansion okay. there is still some there's still some side stuff that i need to do and in, in getting leveled up for the raid um but but did finish the main story and i uh i was pretty i was pretty pleased with um how that story went the story that it told um, the kind of conclusion and seeming next steps, you know, the things that it's gearing up for, kind of this post-main story content, but also just kind of seeming where Destiny is going to be going in the, the foreseeable future with the next few expansions. So, um, you know, I, I've said this multiple times, one of my biggest complaints with just some of that extra content is, is none of it has seemed very consequential. Mm. Um, so to have a... A, an addition to the story that felt like it actually had some stakes. It had weight. There was real, uh, there's real consequence to the things that were happening, both via my actions and the things that were happening in the world. So, um, overall, very pleased. You know, if they keep this up, I definitely can see myself getting the other two expansions moving forward. There are two that more being coming. Said, I believe there are two more on the roadmap. I might be making that up, but um, I want to say that they they have content planned all the way basically to 2022 with the last expansion and then, you know, Destiny 3, question mark. So, um, obviously, our, our Destiny guru isn't here because he's on assignment, but um, <laughs> he's, planet, he's planet side right now. So, mm -hmm. uh, um, but yeah, I, I, I like the story. Um, again, this is the first destiny expansion i think i have not completely regretted purchasing uh, <laughs> wow yeah. oh my gosh wait you regretted uh purchasing forsaken forsaken was good um i think my my biggest problem with forsaken is because i was um so burned by the first two pieces of expansion i did not get into forsaken right off the bat okay so while the 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 content was good I was basically trying to get through it as quick as possible to get to the point where I would be close enough in, in level to the 
my squad who has already been playing for a while so it was good I liked the characters that they introduced I just didn't get as much time to like really experience it with everybody because I'm just trying to get through it if that makes sense that makes sense yeah but yeah it's it's good and that's basically been the long and the short of, of what I've played in the in the last week or so here so uh, I've been on an indie game kick lately uh, no real reason. Just, uh, what was the last game I completed? I think it was Hades. Yeah, after Hades, I said, okay, I want to try some uh, other smaller games before we get to, um... Ignore my dog. He's growling because he wants to play, uh, but he keeps taking the ball away every time he gets close to my foot. He's being weird about it. Um... <laughs> So after after Hades, I picked up El Gato Roboto, which I think you, Josh, would love. It's extremely short. You can you can beat it in three hours. If you want to hundred percent it, you could do it in four hours on your first go. Okay. Barely okay. knowing the mechanics as well. Um, it's not too difficult. It's a Metroidvania where you play as a cat in a mech suit. And along the way, you're upgrading the mech suit to have more powers and tra- uh, traversal capabilities. I'm go on. Okay, so like at the very beginning of the game, uh, you play a guy in a military spaceship, and he brings his cat along with him for like patrol routes. And the cat accidentally hops onto a button that causes the ship to dump its uh, to jettison its like fuel, and they crash land onto a planet. And so the guy is, like, very injured, very crippled. Like, he keeps talking about how his legs really hurt, and they're probably, like, liquefied or something like that. Let's just pretend he... He does have legs, um, but his legs are pretty much done. So he says, okay, Kiki, my cat, you're the only one uh, that can help us. Go find some help. And you, as a cat, get out of the ship, and you find a mecha suit, and uh, you begin game. And, yeah, it's really short really fun. I loved it. I loved the ending. The ending... The story beats... The, you you wouldn't think a game that short and with that silly of a storyline wouldn't have, like, a very interesting story. If you do go, go out of your way to read some, like, hit and data logs, it does have a very kind of unique, slightly touching story to it, and re- you really should play it. it. Whenever you get some free time, like, a couple hours of free time on either a very What are weekend. you playing it on? Oh, Switch! Switch. Absolutely, okay. I absolutely play it for Switch. I, I uh, actually completed it when I was laying down for the night, and I said, eh, "I got a couple hours. I don't feel like sleeping." How right much? Now. Uh, how much was it? Fifteen, twenty bucks? Uh, not even. Not even. Four, and I got it on sale for a, a buck ninety nine. Oh shoot! You have for someone that likes Metroidvanias with quirky stories, you have no reason not to get this. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just by you saying that, I wanted to go back and play a robot named Fight because I haven't played that in a while. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna definitely have to. Uh, El El Gato Roboto. Uh, it's just uh Gato Roboto. I thought it was El Gato, Gato but yeah, it's just Gato Roboto. And the name is just like Cat Robot in Spanish. That that name never comes up again. Don't read too much into it. <laughs> I mean, you know, it it does what it says on the till, and you you just go from there. Uh, it was made by a small team of people, made by like a team of like four people. Uh, one person doing the coding, one person doing the sprite work, uh, lead designer, and one other person uh, doing the music. And yeah, really good. Like the music is really fun as well as it has to be in like a Metroidvania game. I feel. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think all those games you definitely have to you have to set the tone and the ambiance with with a really good marriage of set designs and music without like without those two mirroring up well you you don't have what it takes to make that immersive metroidvania style game uh the i agree with you uh the next game i actually just completed um actually just a couple hours before we start hopped on hopped on doing this podcast is hyperlight drifter uh mike put this in if i'm not mistaken in his uh my dog's barking for whatever reason for no reason. Yeah, I want to say it was his game of the year a couple years ago. It was like 2017, I think it was his yeah. game of the year or something like that. So I saw it on sale, and I decided, nah, why not? Let's go ahead and give this a shot. I've been meaning to play this game. It's a cross between, like, A Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, and Dark Souls, if that makes sense. 
It's got those I, that I type of mechanics. I started it like after Mike put it on his game of the year list. I started it. Yeah. Maybe got an hour or so in, and I haven't played it since. Yeah. If it it's um. If you don't like Dark Souls and you don't like The Legend of Zelda, I know you like one of those. I like one of those. You like one of those. <laughs> but if you don't have the patience that is required of like a Souls-like game, um, this might not be your cup of tea. Because yeah, this game I, is... So, it has an easy mode, though, if you want to give that yeah, a shot. I didn't I didn't dislike it. Like I, I feel like I remember enjoying what I had played so far. I just think it was at a weird time. Other stuff had come out and I just didn't have a lot of time to play single player games at that time. Yeah. And after when I kind of get back into single player games, you know, other stuff was coming out, so it just kind of fell by the wayside for me. Uh I I, I totally get that. It's short ish. Uh it took me eight hours and 16 minutes on like a comfortable playthrough of it not getting 100% I think I got 75% of everything uh, I w- went back and looked at the guide and there's a lot of stuff that you just don't need to get like for me once I unlock uh, the shotgun and there's there's a bunch of blade arts that you can unlock um, and some traversal things that you can unlock but you don't have to do any of that you don't have to unlock anything you could just go through the game stock standard as the guy that you're playing and the game's more difficult that way but it's definitely beatable that way yeah um i once i unlocked the shotgun and the ability to deflect bullets with my sword um and like the grenade i didn't even need the grenade you, you get like a little grenade it's called a roly poly uh the game just became a cake walk from then on out because the shotgun is just like oh, always keep you guys are rolling up tight on me but I always keep that motherfucking thing on me and then you just <laughs> hold on then you're just like bam, bam. <laughs> for anybody listening to the audio version of this Ray just pulled out like a actual nerf I have a nerf gun over at my desk for no reason <laughs> No, there's I can't a, believe that just happened. There's something cathartic about that, where, like, you see an enemy with, like, a lot of health rolling up on you. You just get up and just, Bleh! and there he goes. He falls. You don't even have to... Actually, that's how I ended up beating the last boss of the game. I, I The last boss is difficult but fair. Very fair. Uh, you just have to get his pattern down. Or... You can roll tight up on him and just like slice, blap, slice, blap, and there's not much. He's his health disappears pretty quickly. T- took me like two minutes or less. That that's it. The game is really good. It's got some very weird, creepy themes to it. It's got some very Evangelion-like themes to it. Um, Interesting. The person that made the game actually suffers from a congenital heart uh, disease. So it there's a lot of very personal effects to the game that keep mm. seeping through as you play it. Like the character you're playing, the Drifter, as his name is, will occasionally just start, you know, you don't have control of him. He's walking very slowly and coughing up his own, like, pinkish blood onto the ground. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, and that's supposed to represent the designer because he suffer because of the disease that he suffers from, you know, sometimes it just attacks him and there's not much he can do about it. He just has to deal yeah. with that for a bit. And yeah, it, uh, when you get to the final ending of the game, it gets weird, it gets very artistic and avant-garde, but it, it it's cool. I really liked it. I really dug it. So I, I could definitely see why Mike put it in the Game of the Year list. I don't know if I'll ever yeah. revisit it, but uh, I really enjoyed what I played. Uh, gets my seal of approval, if you will. Much like Gato Roboto. Um, I, wanna I, s- I think... If, if if I don't hop off this podcast and start playing Warzone, there's a very good chance I might go grab the Switch and get Gato Roboto. You, you need Gato Roboto. And w- there's some parts I'm going to know, I know that you will actually start cracking up at because I was laughing like a fool at certain parts. <laughs> You're a cat in a mech suit. Stupid shit is going to happen. I mean, I those are, those are two of my favorite things. Put them together hilarity must ensue. It does. I I, 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 I promise you it does. 
Uh, oh yeah, and the dialogue in the game, because there is a lot of dialogue in Gato Roboto. There's more dialogue in Gato Roboto than there is in Hyperlight Drifter, because Hyperlight Drifter on purpose has like next to no dialogue. But still, it's it's great. It's wonderful. Um, Josh, I believe you wanted to tell us something about Dell, because you mentioned this briefly in our chat that uh, Dell has been doing a kind of a shitty job at something. Yeah, you know what that means it's time for? Time for Josh's. Time for Josh's. Time for Josh, time for Josh, time for Josh's, Josh's Tech Minute. <laughs> I, I hate that theme. <laughs> did you did you forget that that, that was a, did you forget that was a thing? I I did. I was <laughs> I was sleeping better. Life was, the sun was somehow shining a little bit brighter. Again, the, my favorite part about that is that you basically you have to edit it in because Ray does the editing for our audio version, so he has to go in and manually add that into the spot. Uh, so there's continuity. So I, welcome, Ray. Oh god. Anyway, I have I have other things besides that. Um, but for those who may not be aware, uh, Linus Tech Tips has done this is their second version of the. Uh, Secret Shopper, where they do a series of videos where they have somebody on staff buy from several different PC manufacturers uh, like $1,500 gaming rigs. And they call in and they're like, hey, my budget's $1,500 and I want a PC. And they basically put them up to the test of like, who got the best bang for the buck? They simulate a couple like technical errors, like the RAM slot, the RAM being unseated and seeing how well the support is. So, uh, Dell, not known for their uh, most trustworthiness, um, straight up scammed them out of several hundred dollars. And it's one of those things where I don't know, like there must be a lawyer somewhere who is salivating over watching this video because there's got to be a class action lawsuit somewhere. Can, can you describe how they were scammed out of several hundred dollars? So... Um, essentially what happened is during that call uh, that their employee had to buy the PC the sales rep continually tried to upsell them on warranty um, and antivirus software and, and services throughout the call and uncategorically several times the like almost double digit times they were asked said no to everything and declined it all when they got the PC, they looked at the invoice, and on that invoice was the four-year extended warranty, antivirus and whatnot, and all that information. So during that, the Linus Tech Tips team went to the, like the online configurator, and they did see that the antivirus is typically just included for one year regardless. But the extended service warranties were not just included and they cost a couple hundred dollars each. Really? The thing, the thing on the online applicator is you can't... They, they had two options on the invoice on that LTT computer that they bought. You cannot select both of those options at the same time on the online purchasing website. So like you could go and say, yes, I want this extended warranty protection program and select it, but you could not then also buy the other one. So not only did they turn down several times warranty that was then still charged to them, but they got double charged for something that somebody who had purchased this PC online couldn't do. It was also a terrible, terrible computer. I want to say it had like a 1660 graphics card in it. Um, wait, like, wait, you serious? Was, yeah. <laughs> For fifteen hundred dollars. What what's it doing for fifteen hundred dollars? Not a lot. Being terrible, pretty much. Um, it also was it like that PC that they gave. It wasn't an Alienware. Like they didn't get transferred to the Alienware division. It was just some Dell gaming PC, um, and it uses that new twelve volt um, only power supply standard. So basically. 
nothing on the board besides the memory is replaceable because like the motherboard is proprietary but it, it, for all intents and purposes the power supply is proprietary for all intents and purposes at least right now um you know so it, it, it was one of those things where i watched that and just i thought that i feel like dell is really opening themselves up to some sort of lawsuit and class action because like that is straight up like deception and misinformation and and selling like selling somebody something that they did not request um and it was just, it was one of those things where it was it was actually like i i know companies do shady shit and i know dell's not great but like that was actually legitimately shocking to see that blatant scam artistry from uh you know what should be a reputable major pc producer so basically they're just giving you um hmm they're just i mean they, <laughs> it's it's one thing to charge something you know it's one thing yes if you want to try and upsell multiple times like i get it so many sales reps are incentivized to do that because that's where they make their money but like when i when, when the customer says no you don't then go and like hide that charge anyway in the price of the machine so that you still get that money from them and don't have to give them a better computer or so, give them a better product. Now, here's the question I ask, um, and I feel this is necessary to ask. I'm not saying that he wasn't scammed at all. What I am saying is when you have uh, – you spend $1,500 on a computer, right? Yeah. There's no way that they the computer comes to you and now you get a bill for, like, more money. I, I guess I'm asking, like, what the full scam of it was. I mean, so it, the they they actually show the invoice that they got. So all of the stuff on the invoice is listed, but it's not itemized as to like the dollar amount for each thing. So it's not like, oh, you know, here's your CPU and that cost you uh, four hundred dollars of this cost. Here's your extended product and replacement that cost you two hundred. But like they they did all the purchasing over the phone, so mm -hmm. it's like okay. I'm going to make you this computer and it's going to cost X amount of dollars. Give me your credit card information and then it will be sent shipped to you. Okay. So, so essentially it's like, okay, Hey, here's this computer and it costs $1,500. Please pay up. And then you come to find out, Oh, $400 of that cost is actually warranty stuff that I did not request that you forced on me and charged me for. Oh, okay. Okay. I I think I see better now. So, really, the computer was like, I'm just gonna throw prices out here. The computer is about a thousand bucks, but they tacked on like five hundred dollars worth of like extra software and add-ons. Essentially, that the customer, quote unquote, specifically declined. And then when they got the bill, they're like, "This is how much your computer cost." Yeah, and and none of those like that that warranty was on there. But it wasn't listed as like, oh hey, here is this warranty, and it cost you two hundred and fifty dollars. It was just, oh hey, here's everything in this computer, line by line by line by line by line, and here's the total, and that's all you see. Yeah. And then you go on the online configurator, and you make that same computer, and you remove that warranty, and you see that, oh, this computer actually costs only a thousand dollars rather than fifteen hundred. Yes. Yes. Okay. So the warranty was in the price. But it doesn't reflect the price once you take it out. Yeah. And again, yeah. it is something that their shopper specifically declined and declined multiple times. Mm-hmm. But they, they had so. a profit to make. Okay, so, yeah, okay. I wouldn't say... I wouldn't 100% be on the scam train. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to defend Dale, Dell. I don't, I don't defend pretty much almost any gigantic electronics corporation because all of them have some sort of shade every single one of them no watch your money kids uh but at that point it's like i'm going to pay you i you it sounds like on the phone you would say like i'm giving you a thousand dollars when i get the bill it better say a thousand dollars and you know a sales call would have to be recorded or something like that so like and they do they do play in the very first video they play the, the their employee who does the buying they play her calls with every single one of the the component manufacturers that they buy from yeah okay all right so like you hear her on the phone 
with the rep who says you you know oh you know things can happen do you want to buy are you sure you don't want to buy the four-year extended protection are you sure you don't and she says absolutely not mm-hmm. so the scam the scam lies in the customer saying no yeah and okay. the computer that you send to that customer only costs a thousand dollars and you can yeah. go online and buy that computer for a thousand dollars and then you charge them fifteen hundred and send them something that they said no to. Yeah. Okay. So I, like that has to be illegal. That has to be straight up illegal. The part where it becomes uh, legal is if when they tell you the price, they're like, okay, everything is going to come to the, let's for this sake say. All everything that you just said is going to come to fifteen hundred dollars. You as a consumer have no more control over that point. If you agree to say like, "Cool, I will pay you the fifteen hundred dollars," you've basically haggled your way into a bad deal. So that's technically not a scam. Now, if you if they said like, "Okay, everything you just said is going to cost a thousand dollars," and you're like, "Cool," you get the bill and you see a fifteen hundred dollar charge, that's a scam. That's a scam. That's illegal. Blah 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 blah. They're overcharging someone is not a scam. But but charging them for something they re- specifically said no to is. Because it, it, if it's Do it's, they actually have the warranty though? You could just charge yes, someone. Yes, because it's it's on the invoice that they receive with the computer. So Okay, so the it, warranty it, is actually there. Yes, the warranty is literally an itemized piece of the bill that they well not the bill, the invoice that they receive after they paid. Okay, that's a scam then. Yes. Well, it's either a mistake. You know, if you try, I bet if you tried to argue in the court of law, they'd say like, no, this was a mistake and there's no way to prove otherwise. You could just say, all right, we'll give you your money back. And that would be the end of it. We'll give you your money back, take away the warranty. Now, is it bad for consumers? It's super anti-consumer is what I think is like the thing that we are looking for. It's it's hyper anti-consumer. It is taking... Because the type of people that are out there buying Dell computers, it's not me, it's not you, it's just not. It's people like 30 years older than us, or more, and they're just like, I just yeah, want a computer, I want it to work, how much is this going to cost? Sir, it's going to cost $1,500, okay, I don't want that warranty shit, and they send it to them well, with mean, a it's, warranty. It's, it's parents who are buying, you know, their their teenager's first computer and they may not know much about it and they they just know that they need a computer for their son to play the fortnights and they go and they say oh we're going to get you about a a 15 the the problem is if like you're going to spend that much money and you're leaving 400 dollars of computer on the table just because you got scammed into buying a warranty that you specifically decline Mm -hmm. like 400 dollars buys you a an a super extra good graphics card or a super extra good CPU like a console you could put that $400 games. <laughs> into so much stuff yeah don't like, get me wrong I'm not saying like that's a literally we're talking about 50% the cost of the computer that's for for a warranty that's insane and oh my gosh that you should never pay anything that's that high of amount for a warranty because that is just gambling uh, un- yeah. Unless the warranty says like, "Hey, if the computer gets broke in any time during the next four years, we'll replace it with like the latest model." Cool. I've set an explosive inside my computer so that no matter what I'm doing, <laughs> at, at three years and nine yeah. months, this motherfucker is there's, blowing the fuck up. The reason those warranties <laughs> don't exist really ever, <laughs> unless you're like a high roller, spell you know, like buying like a Lexus or something like that from like. One of those specialty, like, there are only, like, ten of these, and... Sure, you know, sure. The super special well, car. Yeah, but, like, yeah, it's just... It was one of those things where I watched that video, and I, I just could not believe how brazen it was. Now, and you know, maybe it's something where, because most of the customers are going to buy the computer online rather than calling in, it maybe doesn't happen that often. Mm-hmm. You know, or you know, it's one of those instances where that kind of behavior is hyper localized, or is something that is just people aren't going to talk about because they don't know about. But I also wouldn't be surprised if, because of this, like you know, there are some lawyers out there who are going to start sniffing around, and be like, "Hey, that seems kind of illegal. I wonder if this is happening anywhere else." So, in the cell phone world, back when I used to work in the cell phone world, it is illegal. There's a term for it. it's called packing. 
and it's basically giving a customer additional features that you didn't ask for and those features it could be argued in court explicitly just make the company more money and they add sometimes little to no value to the actual client or hell let's say it adds a lot of value to the client uh but it's not something that they explicitly asked for you just started adding it to their account with zero warning zero heads up and it costs some extra money and it get, it's it's a boon for the company to have that yeah that's called packing yes that's illegal that's a scam that's where i said like if the, it was actually line itemized on their invoice that says by the way you have the warranty when you're saying this person explicitly said don't give me the warranty yeah that's anti-consumer that's packing someone could argue that's a mistake and let's talk about that for a second, if, if you don't mind, Josh. So, yeah. the, obviously, we're still in the middle of this pandemic. We're in spike number three, and it's the worst spike yet. Like, <laughs> it's... Uh, How fun. It's, it's bad, everybody. We're 2,000 people are dying a day in the United States. It's not a good thing. Not, not, I'm not going to joke about that. That's awful. That's miserable. Uh, someone made the comparison saying it's like... Uh, a 9-11 every day or something like that or every week i think i think it's like it's once every a day yeah. every day yeah that's that's awful uh but you know you have certain people that like have a job we'll say working at dell and part of their job is to make sure they get that mm, they get that warranty on there you know what i mean josh uh so if they start seeing their numbers and like hey you haven't been selling a lot of warranties here lately. What's going on here? You got numbers to hit. And they're like, but this person keeps saying no. Well, maybe you should uh, be better at your sales tactics. I'm saying this from, like, experience of, yep. like, people, like, trying to, like, managerial people that could, like, hire or fire you. Telling you, like, you need to start making sure these additional supplemental things are there. Otherwise, you don't have a job. So, like, for Linus Tech Tips, in this example... $500 is nothing to him. The, the guy spent like $2,000 on like a uh, a computer stand, a computer monitor stand. Um, diverse amount, I do believe, for the Apple yeah. Apple monitors. That I think said. He bought, I think he bought, for this, I think they buy five or six machines. So like, I mean, he put, you know, seventy five dollars to $100,000 just into this video, set of videos for this anyway. So obviously, you know, yeah, he's as got, one he, of the top grossing YouTube stars with, you know that he's doing okay, but yeah, he's got a very successful business, and his videos are great to watch. After you guys get done watching this, go watch a couple of them, then come back. Damn it, we got some we got some good Evangelion and Star Wars stuff on here. You need to be putting in your eyeballs. <laughs> um, that said, they do this to families too, like as you said, that might not have uh, like an extra five hundred dollars or something laying around, and. To that person sitting at the desk, they probably definitely don't have the extra $500 to just laying around. Otherwise, they might not be working at that specific job at Dell. I don't know. I don't know their life situations. I'm painting a story here. Don't read too much into it. That So to, make to maintain their job and so they're not like unemployed during a pandemic, they might just say, well, if this person doesn't want it, they can call in. It keeps that guy's numbers high, guy or gal, and they move on with their day. Yeah, that's that's the other like sinister thing about it. Like, if, if somebody were to press Dell, like you know, obviously Linus has made a pretty bold statement in the video of like basically telling Dell, like, "Yo, you guys straight up suck." Like, you know, they could fire the sales rep and just be like, "Oh, this is an isolated incident of of somebody trying to, you know, pad their numbers." When actually, probably deeply, it's a it's an a rotten culture of managers trying to push their folks to hit those numbers rather than and then just being a public like oh you know it was just an isolated incident of one person just trying to juice their numbers and and, and not addressing the problem so right because dell probably is aware of that problem especially if i just looked it up it looks like linus did three separate videos about this so it's it's not isolated i think we could agree like it doesn't just happen that many times you know yeah. um it's very much a uh it it's a constant problem it's something Dell needs to fix uh but are they gonna fix it probably not no because unless there is some sort of like legal action taken against them or something regulatory like it's not gonna happen because again you know yes alienware probably makes them a decent amount of money yes they're specific Dell computers 
you know, specifically for gaming, do decently well. But that's not where they make their bread and butter. You know, mm-hmm. it's it is the business laptop and the business desktop that they sell hundreds and thousands of to companies that buy them in bulk by the pallet load and the services that come with those to keep parts supplied. So the, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that revenue is a drop in the bucket compared to their overall business. So they're not they're not going to change that behavior. So yeah. If, if you're buying, if you're getting a PC, and you don't plan on doing it yourself, and you're going to get a pre-built, do not get a pre-built from Dell or Alienware. Yes, some of those Alienwares are good looking, um, but Dell sucks and stay away. I mean, if you're going to get a pre-build, and I highly recommend PC configurator sites like CLX Gaming, iBuyPower, um, CyberPower. I think actually CyberPower and CLX Gaming are the same thing, nonetheless. Uh, if you're going to go to a configurator and whatnot, just do that and build what you want. And if you are completely ignorant, like you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I just want a decent computer or a decent gaming computer. Still, it, it, and you want to drop like a little bit of cash. Still, just go to a configurator site and just they have drop downs that say like, what types of games are you wanting to play? You select yep. those and they're going to put you in the right c- category. Yep. There, if you if you have lots of money, there are some really boutiquey ones that'll get really fancy. Um, if you have like a medium amount of money, I buy power and cyber power are pretty good. Um, yeah, you know, this those... PC I got right here, CLX, uh, CLX Gaming. The only thing uh, I swapped out was the power supply because it sucked. <laughs> yeah, uh, OEM power supplies. Like unless you're gonna get like a legit, you know, name brand power supply, like that is something you always want to just. Just put it on out. Just put the good shit in. Yeah, there's one. If there's one area of your rig you never want to skimp on, it's the power supply. It's kind of like skimping on like how safe should the gas tank be in the car. Nope. <laughs> I mean, just ask Ford how well that worked out. Yeah. Oh, I I don't want to get into the atrocity that is the Ford Pinto scandal. Oh my gosh. Speaking of like anti-consumer. <laughs> I remember seeing like the 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 liner that it would have like what it, the liner that they could have put in that gas tank and how much it would have cost like it's like a dollar 67 or something like that yeah it was it was ridiculous and um boy howdy yeah it, it was cheap Talk, it was talking cheaper about than... anti-consumer <laughs> yeah maybe people may be getting scammed out but at least you're not like literally putting them in burning death traps yeah your your vehicle from a fender bender isn't combusting into flame with you inside of it. Whoo! All, all because it was... The, the calculation said it was cheaper to pay out the legal lawsuits from people... from wrongful death suits than it is just to install the part. That that seems like a lie to me. I, I don't know. That there's no, there's no way that math works. That, there's uh, no way. I, I have to trust that that's true because you have to have like no soul to say like oh yeah obviously go with the wrongful death suit type of thing. <laughs> Clearly that'll make more sense. The extra money is worth it. Yeah, a- absolutely ridiculous. Anyways, um, was there anything last, else for the Josh's tech minute? Last last piece for the Josh's tech minute. Um, we had another graphics card launch this week. Uh, Nvidia launched the 3060 Ti. Not this 3060, the 3060 Ti, because, you know, you've released the Ti version before you release the normal one. Um, Don't hate. It's in a very weird spot. Um, First off, completely unavailable already. Um, They announced it, I think, on Tuesday. It was available on Wednesday. Um, Sold out almost immediately. I did have one from Zotac in my cart. I managed to get one in a cart. Um, But the time, by the time I was able to, like, quote-unquote checkout it was already uh, uh taken so the retail price for that is four hundred dollars um with some of the partner models getting up into like 460 which is almost a 3070 um and the card itself is like only about 20 percent slower than the 3070 in some cases trading blows with it also trading blows with the 6800 from in uh AMD, which is a hundred and sixty dollars more expensive than it, so it's it's a very interesting card. Um, I impossible to get. 
especially with the partner models i i remember hearing something about some partner saying that this this for this card specifically was going to be really hard and almost nearly unprofitable because of the restrictions on pricing that mm -hmm. nvidia was putting on the partners because the margins are so small and they're like if i want to hit this target i basically the only way i can do that is through mail-in rebates because i can't hit that price point otherwise because i won't be able to sell it but yeah especially when you have partner models that are basically almost only thirty dollars less than the next tier up like what's the point again also anyway you can't get them because nobody can get graphics cards right now anyway because it's all out of stock so it's always fun to have another uh basically paper launch because of high demand and scalpers so lots uh, of scalping honestly yeah yeah but uh, that's it for the Josh's Tech Minute. Ray, do you have anything else you would like to discuss before we wrap this puppy up? Yeah, the last thing, uh, speaking of like uh, hardware people are trying to get a hold of, I actually am going to hold off on getting a PS5 until like probably February or later because um, one of my coworkers uh, dropped some truth bombs and uh, he noted that uh, there is no PS5 exclusive game out right now. Like, every game that's released on the PS5, you can either get on PC or PS4. It's like, huh. I think the only exception to that is, like, the Demon Souls remake. But, yeah, I could wait on that. That's it. I, I mean, yeah. there, there's that one, that Astro's Playroom? Yeah, sure. Okay. Everything else? Nah, you can just, you can just play it on PS4 and it'll probably be fine. Yeah, it may you know it may not look as pretty, it may not run as smoothly, but it'll run like you know I'm gonna be able to play Miles Morales on PS4. I'm perfectly happy with that. Um, and the nice thing about that is you kind of let some of the early run Gremlins get figured out of those consoles because you know that's always gonna happen. So by the time you're buying one. You know, mm -hmm. the manufacturing process has gotten a little better. There have been some software patches and bug fixes and what all that. So, honestly, with all of these, if you can wait, you should wait. Yeah. Especially in the console space where waiting, to, you're not going to have a refresh as close. Like, even if there is a PS5 Pro, that's still two to three years down the line. So, if you're four months post-launch, you still got a while before you have any sort of buyer's remorse. You know, some of these processors and graphics cards, they may update those a little more frequently, so you might have a little more buyer's remorse if you wait too long, but again, also because new stuff does comes out doesn't mean the current thing that you have is now completely obsolete. It just might not be the cutting edge, and that's okay, too. Go ahead and wait, everybody. There, there's a pandemic going on. Let's if you got the spare time and cash, just take care of each other. Sounds okay. Yeah. You know what you could do while you're waiting, though? Uh-oh. What you can you visit unscriptedgaming.com to check out all of our best content, links to all of our videos, podcasts, various shows that we do. As Ray mentioned, we've got some killer stuff on the Evangelion. Um, you can get us on Facebook at Unscripted Podcast. You can get us on Twitter at Unscript underscore gaming. We are on SoundCloud.com slash Unscripted dash gaming. Audio versions of this are available all over every podcatcher that you can think of. We are there. Thank you for listening to Unscripted Gaming. My name is Josh. My name is Ray. Peace.